Yeah, sure, 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 sure. I'm like, wow, when I was in college, I tried harder than anybody. (laughs) I was like, you, I'll sleep with you. You? Fine, sure, die. Where do you want me to show up? I'll be there. We don't have to tell anyone. It's fine. Hi, I'm Dahlia. I'm not your therapist, but I am a dating coach, a matchmaker, and your new best friend when your real best friend just doesn't want to listen to you anymore. So let's have it. If you would like to be coached privately or on the podcast, reach out to us at notyourtherapistpodcast at gmail.com or message us on Instagram, notyourtherapistpodcast, which is also a great place to send your listener questions. Both work. Okay. Listener question for the week comes from Instagram. Hey, Dahlia, I love your podcast. Thanks for being a badass positive force. Thank you. I know you've mentioned that you can give kissing advice, and I have a smooch-related question. I'm dating someone who is wonderful, but he slobbers all over me when we make out. I thought it would improve, but it's still sloppy and slippy and simply just not cute. It's starting to make me feel less attracted to him. Any tips on how to raise this with him? I love this question. I actually... We'll call out my fiance, experienced this at the beginning of our relationship. The first time we made out, I was not that into it, uh, mostly because of his beard, which he needed to trim. But also he has like big lips and very sloppy and wet. And for a while I had to like kind of deal with it slash maneuver around it slash tease him about it. So what I said to this woman was my fiance was actually like this in the beginning and I would kind of hold his face and go in for light pecs and then when it would get too wet and sloppy, I would squeal and go, too wet, I like dry kisses. And I think there's a way to kind of tease someone and give them your honest feedback without hurting their feelings and it's usually by being a little silly and playful, delivering it with a smile, but also being consistent about it. So as I told her, I did it in a joking, silly manner. I was never super harsh, but I was consistent. So, you know, I went through a phase where he would even kiss me on the cheek and my cheek would get wet. So I would be like, no smooches. And I would yell at him, which is hilarious now because now I'm obsessed with his smooches. But um, it took a while. It took a while to kind of adjust to people have different styles. They might not know how wet their kisses are or maybe someone before you liked that. So I also think it can help, you know, obviously if you're having a drink or two and they kiss you and you can kind of say, I love kissing you, but sometimes it is so wet. Can you just try and kiss me so it, there's no wetness? Try, try and give me a totally not wet kiss and, and present it as more of a fun challenge and make it kind of a playful game as in, can you do it? Are you able to do it? Are you capable? People love a challenge. You can also do more sassy options. You could say things like, I love when you make me wet, but please not my face. Okay, maybe that's not a great one. But you know, you can tease them. You can be playful. You can be consistent. And then finally, let's say they're not getting it or you're too afraid to do that or you're just not really a playful person. You should have an honest conversation because this is going to matter. You want to be with someone you want to kiss long term. You also want a long term relationship with someone who is wonderful in so many other ways. So you can say in a moment where you feel comfortable. I so like you. I like you so much. I'm having a great time. The thing is, I have this weird thing about wet kisses. I know it's weird. It's me. But because you are so affectionate, your kisses are a little bit too wet for me. And I'm just wondering if we can work on just like pulling it back a little. You know, you might have to be a little delicate about it. But um, before I was a dating coach, I went to a dating seminar where this other dating coach who was kind of a life coach was like, if there's something that a person can change to help you be more attracted to them, you are allowed to tell them 
by if you're not attracted to them by the third date. So if it's their breath, if it's their cologne, if it's their beard, if it's anything in a kind way where it's more like, I really like you. This thing is kind of standing in my way a little bit. Like, do you think we can work on this together? And let's practice. How do you like to be kissed? Am I doing something you would like to give me feedback on? And open it up. And if they're a good person and a good person for you, they'll be able to hear the feedback, even if it's a little at first, like, oh, okay, I thought she liked my kisses. Guess I have to work on it. They're not going to flip out and run away and dump you and end it. And if they do, you are going to find out who they really were eventually anyway, so you might as well find out sooner. So I think it's always important to just find a way to be honest, whether it's playful, flirty, presenting it as a challenge, or just sitting them down and telling them it's a real thing for you and kind of taking it on yourself. You have to do it if you really like this person. And if they really like you, they'll be able to hear it and they'll be willing to work on it with you. They won't just be like, well, that's the way I kiss. Sorry if you don't like it. Then, you know, they have problems in other areas, probably. The other thing is, offer positive reinforcement. So if you give them this feedback and they take it and they give you a nice dry kiss, say, that was amazing. I loved that kiss. I want every kiss to be like that from now on. You know, it sounds a little crazy when I say it, but if you say it the right way, they'll take it well and just offer, I loved that kiss. That was so great. Go in for another one. People need positive reinforcement to know they're doing it right. And when they're doing it right, they want to do more of it. Be honest, be playful, be fun, be light. Take it easy, give them time to adjust, and then give positive reinforcement when they do. And I have high hopes for you. Let me know how it goes. And remember, everyone send your listener questions to Not Your Therapist Podcast on Instagram. Hello, welcome. I'm so excited. I say that every week, but it's almost always true. I'm here with a wonderful guest in person, in the flesh, in the same room. Haven't seen her forever, but she is stunning to look at, I must say. Um, And, you know, we had a discussion. Does she want to be anonymous? She resisted coming on this podcast for a while, even though I would say I would love to have you because you're so interesting and beautiful, Uh, which, you know, some would say it doesn't matter on a podcast, but I would argue it does because I have to look at you and you are beautiful. Thank and you. she's here. She finally agreed to come. She's not going to be anonymous. She's no. going big, bold, brave. Please welcome. I'm the only person here to welcome you, but all the same, <laughs> Nakia. Hello. Nakia Renee on Instagram. We'll just put that out because she's yes. being public. She's being bold. She's being brave. Thank you so much for gracing me with your presence. You smell nice. Thank you. You look nice. You're just everything Thanks I've ever wanted me. to look at on a Wednesday <laughs> morning. On a Wednesday morning. Why not? Best moment. What were you going to say earlier? Because I was. we were talking about, does she want to be anonymous or not? She, not, she has some, some stuff. We all have stuff. We've realized we all have stuff. And sometimes sharing your stuff can be super beneficial for other people who also have stuff, a.k.a. everybody. Yes. So can you say a word about what kind of made you decide, I don't need to be anonymous and I'm ready to do this? I think that, uh, first of all, my pattern app uh, told me. What is a pattern app? So it does astrology. (laughs) Oh, okay. So you put in like your birth date and you put in everything. Mm -hmm. Like So it tells me, yeah, you're a Leo and it gives you updates every day on Things about your horoscope. Okay. But it's very detailed because you put your time of birth in Oh, there. yeah. So it's like a birth chart yes. kind of stuff. Great. So the other day it said, speak your truth. And I was like, get out of my face. Yes. <laughs> Literally. I have to tell you something. I am actually your pattern app. You are my I am You are in my phone. It's actually just me being like, oh, you were born. Oh, oh. oh yeah. How about you? You should Let go on more dates. This in. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Okay. So yeah, it told so, me to speak my truth. Got it. So I kind of battled with my own thoughts and... 
talked to a friend about it and it was, you know, she told me, she's like, your truth is your truth. So there's nothing to be scared about in it. There is nothing that you should be embarrassed about in it because it can indeed help someone else because there be, could be someone else who was feeling the same way that I feel, but are just too, you know, nervous or I don't want to put myself out there. I don't know what people will think. Mm-hmm. Well, screw what those people think because yeah. the people who are supposed to be there for you and around for you will still be there. They and those who are there. not and who will judge they can go away. <laughs> and probably the ones who judge are the most ones who are like recognizing something in themselves and are too scared to deal with it. Yeah. You know, so they're the ones who are like, <laughs> and like, it's because they're judging their own selves. You exactly. know, I always say like honesty, you can't argue with honesty. You can't. Especially in a relationship. And I've actually been, this question has been coming up a lot in my kind of like coaching practice of like people who are in kind of newer relationships or first few dates or whatever, not wanting to say something they're feeling. Mm. And I'm always like, look, if you say what you're feeling and they can handle it, you found out what you need to know. Right at the start. You're going to share something about yourself and how they handle it is what you need to know. Not like kind of, you. it's just a waste of time to be dancing around how you feel. And once you say it, they can't argue with it. They can't be mad at you if it's the truth. It's how you feel. So then it's how they handle it. And that's all that matters. Yeah. So I commend you for being bold and brave. Here we are. And coming on this podcast to share your truth with me. Uh, Let us start with, how old are you? 33. 33. Happy 33. It's a good number. Um, I think I liked my 33rd year. Maybe. Okay. Whatever. They've all had their ups and downs. Um, (laughs) And so you sent me an email. Oh, I have not even looked at your screenshots yet. We'll we'll get to that. We'll get there. I'm excited about that. Okay, so you are 33. You are single. Yes. You are looking to not be single at some point. Yes. You are a performer. I am. You live in Los Angeles. You're an actor. Mm -hmm. And how have you found dating to be in Los Angeles or in general? I want to say uh, not very. It hasn't been a thing for me. I I think I've gone through the ups and downs of, I'm going to get on this dating app. Oh, I don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get on this. I'm not going to do this. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I think it was your, you did a post on Instagram. This is a while ago, or maybe it was something you said in the past. It's like, you can't complain about not going on dates if you're not actively seeking dates. Right. So it's been a I'm going to stay on these dating apps. Yes. Good, good girl. I'm going to keep pursuing it because it's either you, it's a, I feel like it's a way that I can try to meet people if I'm not meeting them organically like in person. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a way to just continue to try. Yeah. Because I can't keep complaining and not trying. Right. That doesn't make sense. That right. honestly doesn't make sense. Right. So you can't say, why am I not meeting anyone if you're right. not? And unfortunately, yes, it would be great if everyone could meet someone in real life. Yes. Great, ideal, sure. But in this day and age, people don't leave their house right. unless they already have somewhere to go. Mm-hmm. So you're only kind of cutting yourself off from like a major supply of people. If you're saying, I won't go on the dating apps, it's like saying, I'm not going to go out in public, like, but I still expect to meet someone, you know, and that does, that's not it how it works. <laughs> and I do, I have, you know, people who have pushed back a little who are like, but shouldn't I be like sitting back and letting it come to me? And I'm like, let me know how that goes. Right. Let me know. Is someone knocking on your door? Are you going to let them in? Like what you have to go outside. You, you have to make the effort. It. Once you're making the effort. Yeah. You don't need to be chasing people left and right 
to go on dates with you. Exactly. But you have to be making a bit of the effort. Some sort of effort. It's yes. the same thing with acting. So that's why I, I take it that way. I can't sit in my house and expect right. to be on someone's television show. Like that's not right. How it that's works. not. You could get discovered, <laughs> sure, but sure. more likely, probably not. So you have not had a long term relationship before. Is no. that correct? No. What's the longest you've kind of dated someone? Um, if we're talking about just going on dates, it's been one or two dates, and then either the the conversation will fizzle and then it'll kind of, we'll just drift away mm-hmm, from each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's never been anything, anything long-term. What about when you were in college? Not even in college. Not even in college. No. And I think I fallen into, and I've talked to guy friends that I've had back in high school, back in college, just like, how did you see me? I mean, you're a friend, mm. but just getting an opinion mm-hmm. from a male, because mm-hmm. your girlfriends can be like, you're amazing, you're great, you're this, you're that. But it's like, okay, maybe I want to see the male perspective about, you know, what I that love was. That. Yeah, curious. Um, so in high school, I had like a very short-term relationship. We're not even going to call it a relationship. I was a child. Sure. Um, well, so well you know, whatever. It's worth something. Right. So I think in high school, it was a lot of, you know, you're going through the awkwardness of being a teenager mm-hmm. and there's a lot going on around you and I'm focused on school right now and I have all these other things going on right now, but I never saw like the dating thing. It's like, oh, I have time for that. Mm-hmm. You know, that kind mm-hmm. of thing. Oh, I'll, you know, whatever. Yeah. I'll be in college and yeah. it'll be fine then. Yeah. yeah. So then there were all these, what I feel like, I feel like missed time or a lot of time that was missed for yeah, me. Yeah. Um, and I've asked male friends, like, how did you, you know, see me in high school? And I've gotten a lot of things. I've gotten like, you're like, you're cool. Like you're the, I am always the friend. Yeah, right. Yeah. You're so cool. Like you're so down to earth. I've gotten, maybe some boys were intimidated by you. And mm-hmm. I'm like, of, of what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like studious and I was smart and I don't apologize for those things, obviously, no. but, um, I'm like, maybe, maybe that was it, but it's, it's high school. So it's, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So then you go to college mm-hmm. and you're like, okay, like this is the time. This is the time we're going to be out here. We're going to be dating. We're, we're away from home. We're living on campus. You know, mm-hmm. things are going to be happening, but nothing is happening. Right. So I think you fall into, or I fall into, you fall into like what the, what's wrong with me kind sure. of thing. So then you're like putting this totally on yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's something wrong with me. Why am I not like other girls? What can I do different when you shouldn't do anything different? Because Well, when you say in college nothing is happening, do, were you actively trying to make things happen or and like pursuing or were you kind of like waiting for that moment where you bump into someone in the cafeteria and you both drop your trays and then you lock eyes and then you're in love. (laughs) Sounds like a rom-com. I think it was a bit of not actively pursuing anything, but thinking, like, girls get pursued. Like, this is, you know, that mindset. That does. Guys come to girls all the time and guys see girls at parties and that's how that happens. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't have to actively, you know, go for Mm. it because I see girls around me not actively going for it and... You know, they're in relationships. This is college. Yeah, sure, 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 sure. I'm like, wow, when I was in college, I tried harder than anybody. (laughs) I was like, you, I'll sleep with you. You? Absolutely. Sure. Done. Where do you want me to show up? I'll be there. We don't have to tell anyone. It's fine. So I think it was a bit of that and then also a bit of just self-insecurity that also played into that. So it's like, well, maybe maybe I'm not this or maybe I'm not that. And then kind of getting down on yourself about everything and literally being your worst enemy yeah. at that point. Well, the feeling I get from you a little bit 
uh, is just right off the bat, and obviously I've known you for some time, but not like super close, just in our interactions at when we used to work together. Um, what I, I get from you that like, you are the cool girl, you are the cool friend, and you don't want to step on anyone's toes. Like you're a little like, I'm just here to be cool and support. Like I'm not asking for anything. And it's not that you don't, I don't know if it's that you think you don't deserve what other people do or you don't feel you deserve to ask for what you you need. But I, I do feel like you're just like, yeah, I'm cool. I get along with everybody. Like, I'm funny. I'm nice. I'm smart. I'm working hard. I'll just be over here if anyone needs me. But you're not willing to be like, I want this. I want it and I deserve it, you know? And I think with that, even though it sounds like a very strong stance, comes some vulnerability. And so it's like kind of this paradox of like in order to stand up for yourself you have to be vulnerable enough to say there is something I want and there is something I need and I'm not totally 100% fine over here by myself yeah you know even though I seem like I have my shit together which you do very much seem like you have your shit together your lips are always on (laughs) your glasses are on point like you're adorable Mm -hmm. and I you know when people said too like maybe they were intimidated I think it's a little bit of that because I hear that from women sometimes and it's often women who on the outside, very much have their shit together, focus on their career, you know, everything's great, good friends, good life. Right. But it's like this almost fear of letting any cracks show that that kind of makes you unapproachable or un... It's not that they're intimidated like they're like, I'm scared of Nakia, but it's just like, she doesn't need me. She doesn't want me. Look at her. She's got her shit together. I'm, I'm just like some dude. I'm not going to, you know, like she obviously knows what she She wants. And if she wants something, she's going to go after it. And it's like, but no, my friend. (laughs) Right. You're like, no, 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 I want you. No, 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 come come come, please. (laughs) But like they probably assume too, because you are a strong, fierce, powerful woman that if you were interested, you would pursue, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's like allowing yourself to be vulnerable enough to say, no, I, I want something and I'm going to take a risk for it. And I, I see your um, like Instagram stories about dating and they're always very funny, but they they have a general theme of like, can you believe these ridiculous people? Yeah. Which I get. Mm-hmm. And it's like, of course, we have to laugh when we're having a hard time yes. and like feeling a little <laughs> disappointed. And we're like, I got it. This has to be funny somehow, which I totally respect and appreciate. But I think it's a little bit of like a protective mechanism if you can kind of stay one step away and laugh Mm -hmm. rather than being like, okay, I really do want something. And how can I let someone into that? How can I be not so together? How do I not always have to be the cool friend that anyone can talk to and I'm not going to ask anything in return? You know, like you deserve, you deserve. And you should go for it, which I know is like much easier for me to say than to actually do. So we'll get into the like practicality of how to do that. But another thing that you mentioned in your email that we'll talk about now is that you're a virgin. Yes. And so I imagine at this point that that's, while it might not even be a big deal for other people once they find out, to you it's probably a little bit daunting at this point to be like, ugh, I have to tell someone that and then they're going to think it's this crazy thing. Was it a, is it a choice? Is it like a wait till marriage religious thing or what is, what is it? So the thing that makes it feel so, not, I don't want to say daunting, but so heavy or so like, ah, I don't want to talk about it, is mm-hmm. that it's not a marriage thing. Uh-huh. It's never been a marriage thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when I meet 
or have known other women who are, and they're like, yeah, I've devoted myself to God, and uh-huh. I'm going to wait till marriage. And I'm like, that's great for you, <laughs> but that's not my story. <laughs> You're like, I've devoted myself to protecting myself from getting hurt. Correct. So that's why I'm here. Yeah, yeah. so it's it's been that, and it's always felt like, a, even with me writing the email to you, I was like... I have to hit send and this feels crazy because I've been in LA for about six years Mm -hmm. and no one out here knows that. Really? Even the closest, the people to me out here do not know that. Well, good for you right now. So my heart is like, you're doing great. She's speaking her truth and it's, you know, you are not the only one. I'm sure you know. And I know many people who are also virgins, not because of religious reasons. So I think part of it is making it just less weird for yourself, you know, and just being like, yes, other people have lost their virginity, but like it it really isn't. I mean, it is a big deal. I'm not going to say it's not a big deal, but it's also just like, you know, a lot of people have never been in love or a lot of people have never been in relationships. And then when it happens, it ha- it's like it's a very short distance between it not happening and it happening. And it feels like this huge thing that you can never overcome. But I think part of it, too, is and I hope for you that like even talking about it here makes it less of a heavy thing and that you can start to tell people in a way that I think anyone who knows you would know that you're you've got your reasons and you've you've you're being honest about your experience. So if you tell someone I'm a virgin and it's not for religious reasons, like we said, no one can argue with the truth. Yeah. You know? And if someone's gonna judge you based on that, then they were not the right person for you anyway. And you might as well find out sooner rather than later. Right. Do you think at this point you want to wait until you're in a relationship or are you kind of like, let's see what happens? It's been it's been like a I don't know. It's been like a, hey, do I just want to, and I hate to say, do I want to just get it over right, with? Right, 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 <laughs> yes. But then you're also like, but I've waited this long. I right. don't want to just get it over, get it over with, with at this point. Yeah, yeah. Like now at this point, it's like, well, I might as well wait for someone who matters. That's a valid point, yes. Right? So it's it's like that kind of thing, but I think I don't want it to feel so so heavy all the time because it's like you... I'll give you an example. Like you may be in a setting with friends and the conversation goes to like sex and like partners and stuff. And immediately your body shrinks Mm. and you try not to shrink in a public setting. But you're like, I don't want to be in this conversation because I don't want anyone to know, Hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. especially like maybe certain people you don't know. Let's say you're at a party, you know, you're at a gathering, like a dinner or, you know, whatever. And there's people your age and you don't want those people to even though their opinion doesn't matter because you don't know them. But it's always, I think, uh, people see virgin and they're like, oh, something's wrong with that person. Mm. They must be awkward. They must be weird. Like, I think uh, this TLC, they did like a show where it was like about virgins mm-hmm. and they were all awkward. Of course. And they were all weird mm-hmm. and they didn't know how to kiss each other. <laughs> and it was just strange. And yeah. the internet loves it because it's something to poke fun at, you know? And that's not everyone's experience but I think that's what people think you know so then they're like well you're you're a virgin like you don't you don't know anything about this like you can still share like my friends back home you know they all know whatever um and I've never felt 
different because of it because I think we've just grown up through childhood and like through now and it's like they don't it's not weird for them to still share their romantic relationships like even though I won't fully get it because I haven't like lived through it but it's like I don't feel different you know about Mm -hmm. it around Mm -hmm. them so it's always when you're meeting new people or like becoming friends with other people to just you kind of if you you haven't said it and then like time has passed and you're like ah well uh you know so you, you just don't mention it and it, time just goes on and it's just like now I have this thing that feels like a thing right that right. I haven't said you know I mean I think it's interesting too what you said in your email I think you said you know people think that virgins aren't sexual like right. we don't have sexual feelings or right. desires and it's like Dude, I was sexual since I was probably like two. And I'm pretty sure I was a virgin until I was 17. (laughs) Pretty sure. So we, you know, we we still have bodies and we still understand what those bodily feelings are. Right. I mean, I totally get it. I think I, because I know part of, I was going to ask why do you think it's different with friends here? But I I get it. Like I even feel, you know, because I was in New York for 12 years and those are the people who knew me in college and in grad school. And I just feel like those people will kind of always know me better because they knew me in those formative years and I don't have to explain myself to them as much and here when I meet new people I'm like what do I talk about like all I really talk about is dating and like do they think that's all that I am like you know it's this weird like as an adult how to make new friends and how to have them know who you are Mm -hmm. and so I really get and I I would also encourage because at first I was gonna say we'll just start telling everybody and then I was like "Mm." but like (laughs) How often does it come up in a way where, because like people will say, you know, people will talk about like, oh, I hooked up with this guy or I slept with this guy. And you'll be like, great, girl, great. go for I it. I don't see that as a place where you have to be like, oh, well, I'm a virgin. By the way, so. Right. <laughs> I don't know if I can fully understand what you're talking about, but like I mostly do. Right. Which, by the way, you do understand. Yes. You see movies. Yeah. I'm sure you, you, you understand. It. I'm yeah. not worried that you don't understand. Mm-hmm. And trust me, like, Sex is not that big of a deal. Like, it's just not. Um, but I think, you know, so I think in those situations, you don't have to feel like you're hiding something. Mm-hmm. I think if someone asked you directly, like, which I just can't imagine a situation where they would be like, when's the last time you had sex? Or I guess they would because it's like that whole, like, people love to commiserate about how long it's been since they've gotten laid. That's a place where I feel like you could just be like, never. Yeah. And... In your, like, matter-of-fact, down-to-earth, straightforward Nikia way, similar to someone you would want to date, you're going to find out real quick if that person is actually someone you want to be friends with. And that's scary because, like, as adults, it's harder to make friends. We have less friends. And so we're like, the ones I find, I don't want to lose. But honestly, if someone thought you were, like, weird or awkward and made a big deal out of you being a virgin... That person is not your friend anyway. You don't need them, you know? So I think in those situations, I think it might actually be really freeing for you and take some of the heaviness off Mm -hmm. and the pressure off because the right people will just be like, oh, interesting. Like, I'm sure they'll have questions because it's unusual. Yes. And they'll be like, whoa, how'd you do that? Or whatever. And I'll be like, girl, it's easier than you think. (laughs) (laughs) And you can, exactly. Like, you're hilarious. (laughs) You have a way with things. And, you know, I think it might... Just take a little of the sense of like, not fear, but kind of having to protect this big secret or like not being able to let people really get close to you because you have this secret. Yeah. If it's not a secret anymore. And it's just like the same as if, you know, 
Someone asked me, like, how many people have you had sex with? I actually don't know. Uh-huh. But, um, <laughs> but I can say that without shame. Right. Which is like a similar, you know. So it's like everyone is going to have their judgments about things for various reasons that mostly don't have to do with you. That mostly are about them and their experience. And I totally get the, like, TV has made it into this fucking this thing yeah and i feel like tv does that with pretty much everything these days no one is safe right you're just gonna learn a lot more about the people you're actually friends with but also i feel like once you start practicing it on friends it'll become easier when you find yourself in like a dating or romantic situation Mm -hmm. and i think people are also going to take a lot of their cues off of you so if you're like ah ooh, ah, right. okay gotta tell you a big secret <laughs> gotta you tell know, you this thing oh i'm so embarrassed which yeah. like it might be the first couple times mm-hmm. but after that if you can be like yeah totally no nope, i've never slept with anyone waiting for it waiting for it ready for it here for it yeah <laughs> but like just hasn't happened yet guess i was too focused on like school and my career and now and i don't things. know what the fuck to do Shit, you know time's passed like but you might you might discover more people in the same situation as you you might find that you know people are like oh really like i didn't know you were interested in dating let me set you up now like you know and it just doesn't i think with the right people it doesn't have to be this like stigmatized weird thing because anyone who knows you too knows you're not like weird and awkward and unsexual like you are not there's anything weird about being (laughs) unsexual they're asexual people great good for you fine but i think anyone who knows you isn't going to suddenly I certainly don't view you differently. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just like, oh, if anything, I was a little like that actually, because I always felt like I've always really liked you. I always felt like there was something a little protected about you. And I don't know if it's that or if it's just like kind of how you are with new people. But I think there is like a protection of like, I have this thing that people are going to think is weird, even if I don't. And to be able to start to let that go a little bit and just be like, whatever, if people can't deal with it, that's their problem, not mine. At this point, it is what it is. It is what it is, you know? And I, I get where it would be hard with dating. I have, I know someone who, he was like, I want to say 28, and he dated a 38-year-old woman who was a virgin. Wow. Okay. And for a while, he did not want to take her virginity because he was like, not ready for that commitment. And he was like, it's going to mean so much to you. And he was worried if he did that, he'd have to be with her forever. Yeah, I think that's a perception, too, that I've been, I guess, I don't want, I don't know what the right word is, nervous or uh, felt weird about where it's like, does a guy actually feel like that? Like you're going to be mm-hmm. this clingy. <laughs> a little because of yeah, cause it's a, stupid it's a society. Right. Yes, yes. But I'm like, not every girl may, you know, react in that kind of way. No. She just may, you know, this happened. Great. She likes you, but she's not tied to you right. forever. Like sex is not, this is not like the 1600s. She it might doesn't have make you married. Right. She will have feelings because even people like me who have had sex I don't know how many times, um, still get an emotionally bonded feeling after sleeping with someone, you know? Which is like, let's not write her off just That's just a chemical, biological. But in that situation, they were, so they were like dating for a bit and they started obviously by doing other things and working up to it. And then eventually she was like, I'm not going to like fall apart if you have sex with me. Like, this is my choice. I want to have sex. Yeah. They had sex. They dated for like a year. And then not because they had sex, but they were already like kind of on that path. And then they broke up. Right. And And she lived. She's fine. She survived. She's alive. I think she's a couple years older now. Like, (laughs) probably has a new boyfriend. It's just, 
I think it's all going to be in the way you handle it and the way that you roll it out. And then they're going to have to just show you who they are, you know? And if they're not, if they don't handle all that, oh, I don't know, I don't know. Then you just be like, okay, Okay. bye. Like, then you can't handle it. Who knows? Yeah. (laughs) Like, good luck to you, you know? So I think some of it is just owning it and taking that pressure off of yourself and just being honest up front. You don't have to say it. On the first date. Right. I've always thought about that. I'm like, that's not even that's first not date conversation. No. Like, that's not first three dates conversation. <laughs> yeah. Because ideally, no one should be sleeping with someone in the first three dates, unless you're just trying to get it in, which totally respect. Right. So respect. All the, yes. But if you're looking to get into a relationship, you should be waiting at least five, six, seven dates anyway. So it shouldn't even come up. Shouldn't even, you should just be getting to know a person. And hopefully by the time they get to know you, mm-hmm. that will be enough for them not to judge you that way. Yeah. Yeah. I think it just feels like a little bit of like, oh, a breath. Yes. It's finally. It's out. Yeah. Cause I think it's like, uh, you know, a lot of people say like FOMO, like fear of missing out mm. when you're seeing, uh, and that goes in situations where people are like hanging out, especially someone who's have, who's moved across the country, you know, your friends are back home. Mm-hmm. So you get a lot of the, oh, my friends are together, my friends are hanging out, that kind of FOMO. But FOMO exists in this world for mm-hmm, me, mm-hmm. where it's everyone's dating, everyone's in a relationship. People that I've met when I first got out here, they're married now. Mm-hmm. They're on their, they're having children. And that's not to measure my life with their life. Like, they're there and I'm not even, I'm not close to there. But it does, it does spark something in you. Where you're like, wow, it's happening for everyone else, so there has to be something wrong with me, you right. know? So you try to get that out of your head, and you're like, no, but I'm this, and I'm that, and I'm great, and, you know, but then you have your days when you're in, like, this dark place, and you're like, no, this is not going to work for me. Like, I, there's something wrong. Yeah. Like, how did I even get to this place where, um, I was telling a friend the other day, I feel like, and I try not to feel like this, but I feel like I've wasted time mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and that's a harder pill to swallow because time is so short mm-hmm. look at these tissues these tissues yeah, are here for a, reason. There for a reason but it just feels like time has been wasted like i've been through high school i've been through college and then as a young adult and then to not have had experiences and then it's like you're playing ketchup and playing ketchup is like what it why didn't i take advantage of moments or mm-hmm. opportunities when they were there mm-hmm so you kind of like live with that kind of, I don't know if it's like guilt or just like, it's like you're missing, you feel like you're missing out. Right. You know? And it's regret. It's, it's, I should have done this. I should have done that. Yeah. I think it's a lot easier to say, I mean, I think one thing to know is everybody feels that way. Yeah. Whether it's about dating, their career, Something. if they're married, they're saying, why isn't our marriage like this? Mm-hmm. Or why didn't I take more time to be on my own and be young and do other things or travel? You travel all the time. Every time I see you traveling, <laughs> I'm like, why don't I travel? She travels everywhere. You know, so I think everyone kind of has something that's easier for them Mm -hmm. early on. So for you, it wasn't dating. It was your career. It was school. It was being a good student. It was being a good friend. It was traveling. It was all the other things you're good at. Everyone has their points of weakness of just like, that doesn't come as naturally to me. So it's going to be more of an effort. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a big misconception that dating and romance should come naturally to people. People just fall into your lap and you should be good at it. (laughs) And I think it's a skill like anything else. And some people, yes, are naturally 
boy crazy, good at it, love to flirt, love to chase. That's me. Love to... (laughs) You know, and that's our main focus in life. Mm-hmm. And some people are focused on other things and that comes a little bit later. So I think even though it feels like I wasted all this time, I should have. I think when you start to think that way, you need to start to look at all the things you did get to do yeah. that people who get married at 23, 24, 25 don't get to do. They have kids young, you know, so there's a lot and all of that stuff built up to make you the person you are now. And that's the person that someone is going to fall in love with. That's who you are. You know, you couldn't really fight against that. You couldn't be like, no, don't travel. Stay here and go on a date. Right. Like, which now I will tell you to do. But because now you're at the point where you're like, okay, I really think I'm ready. Like I've done all this other stuff. And now I have this kind of not missing piece, but thing that I haven't focused on that I really want to make space for in my life. And I think the first step is deciding that that's what you want to do and then deciding to commit to it and understanding that just like anything else, it's not going to happen overnight. It's not like, and now you decided, do it. Here I am. Go. Yeah. It's now you are playing catch up a little bit just in the sense of probably your first few sexual encounters aren't going to be amazing. Probably you're going to go on a lot of dates with a lot of people that you don't end up with. You're going to have, hopefully, a couple relationships before you find the person that you're going to marry. And that's stuff that, yeah, some people did in their 20s was going through all that. So I would just say, like, to be extra forgiving of yourself, too, as you're like, why do I feel like a 16-year-old? Yes. I'm 33. That I didn't even write that in the email to you, but that's that's what I compare it to. I'm like, I am a child. <laughs> and it's hard to, like, being a woman doesn't, it doesn't equate to like, I'm having sex, so I'm a woman. Mm-hmm. But it definitely feels like, I know I'm a woman, I'm independent, I live on my own, I I go to work and I do all these things that adults do. But that one part makes, it it brings me back. Yeah. It's just like, well, one of the kids, like, yeah. here yeah. we are. But you you're know? not, I mean, some yeah. people, like we said, get married at 23, 24, don't figure out until their mid 30s, late 30s, 40s, I want to have a career and I don't know how to do that. And then they're like a kid in the career area. So it's all just kind of what you've chosen to focus on up until this point. And you're not a kid, but you are going to have to go through some of that like early dating, growing pains, learning experience where it's going to be a shit show some of the time. Yeah. And that's a good thing. Like, I feel like I have a sense of humor enough to totally be okay with it mm-hmm. <laughs> to an extent because I know it's coming. And, yes, I, it's and coming. I think like some part of you, it does make you a little apprehensive today because you're like, I'm going to have to experience yes. all of these things that may have or what I thought to should have happened in the past. Right. And now I'm just going to get it all at one time. You have to get it. And it's going to be, I mean, there are no shortcuts. There is no way around it. There's no like skipping steps of like, okay, but like since I'm 33, can we just get to the Can we get to the man part? that's the person? Right. Like the yeah. advantage is probably you will be a little more advanced emotionally than most of us are when we start dating and we have those turbulent roller coasters. You'll still have a few of those. You have learned how to deal with your emotions and ups and downs in other ways. So in that way, you will be ahead. You will have an advantage. Yeah. But you're just going to expect that, like, probably the first time you have sex is not going to be mind-blowing. It's going to be pretty awkward and, right. like, not great and not feel great. The first time you have a one-night stand. The first time someone ghosts you. You know what I mean? Like, 
all of that. You're kind of just going to have to get through it. But because you are a little bit older and more mature and have had other experiences, you will have more of a sense of humor and a little bit of perspective on it. Yeah. A little. You will still have the moment of like, but I loved him and I'll never love again, which (laughs) every adult will always have forever because that's just who we are as beautiful, stupid human beings. Mm -hmm. Um, So let's talk about the other thing was you have lupus. Yes. Can you explain how that kind of affects you and your dating life? Yeah. So I have lupus, which is autoimmune disease. Mm -hmm. And I probably had it since I was 16, but Mm -hmm. wasn't diagnosed till like senior year of college, so around like 21, 22-ish. And um, it just makes my body hurt if I can just bottle that in one statement. Um, And it's uh, they call it an invisible illness because you can be okay on Monday, and then on Wednesday you can't put your hands in a fist. Wow. You know, so it's a lot of, and I think that affects your psyche a little bit because you – are a young person who is able-bodied and you can't, it stops you from doing certain things sometimes. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I'll get into a real steady routine of going to the gym and I'm working out and then I wake up and my knees are swollen, both of them. Mm -hmm. And not only does that make it hard to go to the gym, it makes it hard to walk. Mm -hmm. So you're on the outside, you look fine, you look great. But on the inside, your body is having a rave like a party of it like it's just going insane it's over your system is overactive Mm -hmm. so when I was getting out of college and diagnosed lupus first attacked my skin Mm. so I had skin discoloration Mm. and that made me so insecure on so many levels because um you know I'm brown skin and it would be like darker or lighter and certain or patches and some of it's still on my body like on my stomach and legs and stuff like that and I think I was just I'm like, I'm never going to wear a sleeveless shirt again. I'm never going to wear this again because this looks weird, you know? And it's hard to explain, like, this is what's happening with my body, but that's what it is. Mm-hmm. So I think there was an insecurity with that. There's also a insecurity, like, I don't need anyone to take care of me. Like, I can take care of myself. It's nice to have someone there, but it's also like I'm not... Um, not like a, you don't have to like pity me for having like this thing. Um, but it, but I do say like when I do have what's called a flare up, which is when your body or your system like takes over and your joints are swollen and things are going terribly. Um, it would be nice to have someone who's there who understands it because then you go into having like, I'm sick and I'm lonely. Let's just couple this together. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. it's, it's crazy time yes, in your head, yes, you know? Of course. So... It has affected me in ways, I mean, in ways it's all also made me, like, stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's definitely, it does a hit to your to your system, to your mind, emotionally, right. like, everything. And I'm sure it makes you, too, like, I don't want to plan dates. I don't feel good. I, yeah. what if I have a flare-up that day? Or what if we start dating and then he finds out about this thing right. and that's not attractive or whatever. Yeah. But again, similar to everything else we've been talking about, um, the right person for you, which will take a while to find, just right. be warned, yes. um, that will just be another thing about you. You know what I mean? And it's like it doesn't define who you are. It's not going to stop anyone who really cares about you and knows you from caring about you. Yeah. You know? So I think... I can't imagine how hard it is to kind of like schedule your life confidently when you don't know how you're going to be feeling. Yeah. Is it the kind of thing where like 
just because I'm solely focused on dating, if you had a date planned and you had a flare-up, you would have to cancel? No, I probably wouldn't cancel, but it would be like a less push through. I mean, I've gone to work mm-hmm. and had a flare-up mm-hmm. and have been okay. Like, I'm on medicine. I have to take medicine all the time. Um, but my lupus isn't at a place where it's somewhat under control. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not. It's not as... Bad, and I hate to say it, it's not as bad as a lot of other people who have lupus. Like I have a family member who has a family member who has lupus and can't work. Mm-hmm. So it's um, it's under control mm-hmm. to where I my toleration for pain is very high, which mm-hmm. is could be bad and good because it's right. like you should be in more pain than you are, but it's it becomes familiar. So mm-hmm. it's like I can I know how this feels, so I can push through this, or I know how to get through my day and still have this going on and be okay with it. Like I'll be at work and my hands will swell up and people are freaking out. And I'm like, I'm okay. Oh my gosh. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, I'm okay. Something's happening where I'm happening, where I'm reacting in this way, but I'm okay. I'm just going to sit down. I'll take this medicine. It'll feel fine. It'll go down. Like I'm okay. You know, Mm -hmm. I've lived with it. So it's where it's, I'm just kind of like pushing through. I haven't been very sick in a long, long, long time. So That's good. it's been very much under control. It's just, you know, some days are off, <laughs> but they don't, they're few and far between. No. But I wonder too, because just from what I'm hearing you talk about this, and we were talking before about some of what comes across with you is not needing mm-hmm. other people and seeming to have your shit together and like, oh, Nakia, she's great. She's got her shit together, she's smart, she's cool, she's too good for me kind of thing. And I wonder if you even do that a little more because you're like, I don't want people to think of me as this like sick person who needs help. So your first instinct when you're having a flare up is to calm other people down that you're okay. I know, it's so instinctual. And my my roommate will literally tell me, she's like, go sit down. Yeah, (laughs) I like your roommate. I'm like, I'm okay. She's like, no. Go sit, go yeah. lay down. But you're like, let me take care of other people I'm and gonna make sure this. they're not worried. I got to tidy the apartment. Yeah. She's like, if you don't go sit down, <laughs> I'm like, okay, 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 okay. <laughs> so I think in part of me, it's like, you're not sick. Like, right. this is not, right. yeah, this is happening with your body, but whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, you try mm-hmm. to like push through everything. And I think I have tech taken moments where I've like sat down and like, well, maybe you need a little help. Yeah, maybe you need, maybe a little you need help. to ask for some or help. Or maybe you just need a little someone else to care for you. That too. But they can't if you don't admit that there's something going on, you yeah. know? And I, I get with kind of dating to not want, like, I don't want them to think they have to pity me or whatever. But there's something the beautiful thing about dating and relationships is people actually love taking care of one another and people love being allowed to nurture and care. And that's part of, you know, you you hear sometimes when I talk to these like strong, powerful women who are like, how come this girl is a hot mess, always has a boyfriend? I'm like, because there's something very attractive about her making them feel needed. And I'm not, and about them feeling like I did something good, like I'm taking care of this person. And I'm not telling you to be like, I need you, like help me, I'm sick. (laughs) But once you're a few dates in with someone, which we will get to, to say, yeah, I have this thing, or like if you have a flip, which you don't even probably have to bring it up until it's affecting you. Yeah. But once it is to say, yeah, you know what? Instead of going out tonight, do you want to just like come over? I kind of need to chill out. And just being a little bit 
honest and vulnerable and letting people do things for you and letting people take care of you and not immediately putting your energy to, I'm fine. Don't look at me. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. (laughs) Right. Which also probably with like your virginity and blah, blah, blah is all about protection is all about like, don't look at me. I am over here doing my thing, but I'm not trying to affect anyone else. I don't want to freak you out that I'm a virgin. I don't want to freak you out that I have lupus. <laughs> right. Like, I'm just trying to make everyone feel okay. Mm-hmm. It's like, people often feel more okay when they're allowed in. You know, people feel good when you will let them in and be vulnerable. And, you know, with your virginity, once you start telling people, they're going to feel good that you were you felt comfortable enough with them to share that, you know, and that you felt it's like a gift when you can give someone a secret or something about yourself that's a little more vulnerable and human. It's a gift because, first of all, they get to feel like, oh, they must really like me and value my friendship. But also everyone has stuff. And when we hear about other people's stuff, we're like, ah, okay. Me me too. Me too. I have stuff too. Like, even if I'm not a virgin and I don't have lupus, like, I have other stuff that I am not proud of or that is scary to talk about or whatever it is. And it's just, you know, that's as much as I hate social media, can be a good thing about it is people sharing kind of their journeys and how they're human and what they're going through and how they may look perfect on the outside, but this, this and that is going on. And so I think to think of it as kind of a gift of letting people in, you know, I have a friend who she's just one of these people that whenever you ask her how she is, she's like, good, fine, good. And she like absolutely refuses to share anything. She had like a some sort of cancer scare, something she wouldn't talk about it. And I was like, she thinks she's being a good friend by not sharing and thereby not worrying me and not taking my time and making me pay attention to her and not talking about herself, I would feel so much closer to her if she would let me in and let me take care of her and let me help her and be there and be vulnerable with me. That makes me feel close to someone. Someone protecting me all the time from whatever their shit is does not make me feel good. That's, that's, that speaks a lot. Cause I do have, I'm a, I'm a nurturer mm-hmm. and always have been. Mm-hmm. I can't even, I can't think of a time where I'm like thinking of myself before I'm thinking of the person that I'm talking to or a friend. And I'm always the, I'm always the person who reaches out in any, like, I'm just like, hey, how are you? Mm-hmm. Tell me what's going on. And, you know, sometimes you'll get the folks who are like, good, I'm great. And I'm like, just know I'm a safe space. Yeah. Like if you ever want to, don't feel like you're ever bothering me. Because I think, and maybe I felt like this too. You feel like you're on, you're loading a lot on people. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I'll let you know when it's too much. Mm-hmm. But I'm here. I'm around. Um, so I've also always been the nurturer in every thing that's with my mom that's yeah. with my sibling you know everybody so so you know. in the way that being the nurturer makes you feel good in some way or else you wouldn't do it yeah that is a gift that you can give to other people you know that like it's just as nurturing if not more to lean on someone else and let them nurture you because that's a gift everyone should experience Every human being, not every, but most human beings <laughs> feel good being allowed to take care of someone they care about, yeah. you know? And I know you would never ask for too much. That's like not in your makeup. So I think trusting that sometimes the best thing you can do for someone who cares about you is let them take care of you. And that applies to dating. That applies to your friendships. That applies to both physical and emotional burdens that you feel like you carry. 
letting people in on that is just like such a huge gift. And people can be like, wow, like I feel so good that Nakia told me this. I said that to you when you sent me the email. I was like, I am so honored that like you would be willing to share this with me. That makes me feel like I'm a safe space. You trust me. Now you trust all of my listeners. Absolutely. Hello, everyone. (laughs) Might as well go big. But, you know, I think you can really trust that it feels good to be able to care for someone else and to be able to take care of them. And if you doubt that, just notice how much you do it. And you do it because it feels good to you. Right. You know, it makes you feel human. It makes you feel alive. makes you feel close to those people, especially if they let you. You know, if someone, I'm sure if someone texted you, I'm having this problem, whatever, your instinct is going to be to help them. Your instinct is also like, wow, they felt good enough with me, me, you know? And it's a gift, I think. So now let's, let's read a little bit of your email. I do dabble in the dating apps. <laughs> <laughs> I can send you screenshots. However, they most consist of me reaching out and engaging in conversation and the men not responding or them responding and leaving their number. When I text, they say nothing. I've been actively swiping and engaging with no luck. I am on Bumble, Hinge, and Coffee Meets Bagel. On some sites like Bumble, I have it pretty open preference-wise, but on Hinge, I have it set to only African-American men. That is my preference. It always has been. I grew up around black relationships, and it is ultimately what I want. I want love that feels like home. That's really sweet. Not saying that someone of another race can't understand me as a person, but there's something familiar that I desire. And I get that. Look, I fought dating Jewish men, and... Look where I am now. Look at you now. Look at me with my nice Jewish boy. <laughs> um, but so I get that. I get I get that there's something that you just feel familiar with. You want to be in a situation where you don't have to explain yourself. Um, so I understand that. So let's look at some of these grainy Ooh, those shots. Those are all my... Uh, so they just consist of yeah. me reaching out on Bumble... I'm giving, <laughs> I joke about this, I'm giving my best. Okay? You're giving your best. I'm giving my, I'm looking through the profile, I'm responding to what they've put in their profile. You put, you love The Office? What's your favorite episode? Oh, I love this one. You have such a handsome smile. I'm giving compliments. That's beautiful. I'm I giving... love, love, <laughs> love. Um, you know, I'm being open. I always, like I swipe on Bumble, it matches. I'm like, here we go. Because you got to respond first. So I am. I'm actively responding first. This is good. The conversation will either expire or the person won't respond. And that could just be a couple of things. That's the young man who gave me his phone number. Mm-hmm. And then you I texted text him. him and he never responded. Never responded. Yeah. Okay. Well, how often are you? So you have three apps on your phone right three now. Apps. Mm-hmm. My first instinct to that was I would maybe narrow it down to two just okay. so that you can really put energy into two okay. rather than feeling like I have too many. I'm overwhelmed. I hate them all. Yes. <laughs> so I would say take your two faves. Okay. Keep them. Right. Delete the other one. Okay. And you can experiment with what those two are. But I think it, it's a lot about consistency. So it's a lot about Picking your apps, picking your technique, maybe picking your opening line, because I'm a big fan of just having one opening line that you just copy and paste. So it takes very little effort from you and you don't have to invest anything because the point of these, as we know, is to get to the date right away. It's not to spend a bunch of time chatting. We don't need to to be in the app forever. We do not. We definitely don't. So how often do you dabble? 
So I call it clocking in. Okay. <laughs> great. I clock in for my shift. Uh-huh, um, great. Each day mm-hmm. uh, for an allotted amount of time. Great. So I do like that. Maybe about 15 to 20 minutes. Maybe longer. And when do you typically clock in? Midday. Midday clock in. Midday clock in around a smooth like 4 p.m. Like prime time. So like if I get a match, we can start talking right away. Because like if you're that. swiping at 10 p.m. or 11 p.m., you might not get a response right away. And then here your Bumble uh, conversation will sit and then expire. Right. Okay, so, so you've got technique. You've I'm got strategy. You're shift. clocking in for your shift. No sick time. Like, I'm here. I'm okay. here and I'm present. Okay, good. Well, I like to hear that. Um, how many people would you say you swipe right? What's the percentage of right swipes? Um, it depends on the app. So I like... Out of the three, I do like Hinge the best because you have photos, but then you also have these little um, things you can things comment, you can on. comment yeah. on. Mm-hmm. So they're like, oh, I traveled to this place. Like, what do you? And then I'll like respond like, oh, I've been there. And then like maybe you can base conversation off of that. So like that app I do like the most. I, I respond a lot on that app. If I embarrassingly open my phone on Hinge, it says you have no more likes for the day. Um, that was from yesterday. Uh, I was like, wow, I've put in time today. That's good. You put in your work time. So I had no more likes on Hinge. So then I went to Bumble. Bumble, I swipe right uh, maybe like 40% mm. of the time because I've up I've played around with like the age range on apps mm-hmm, as well mm-hmm. so i think i had it at like 28 to i don't know to like 35 at one point and then i was like mm, let's up this a little yeah, bit yeah let's up it 45 let's up it. well i upped it to 40 okay and then i was like hmm these gentlemen are older yeah. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then i've like fluctuated back down to 38 uh, put it back up but just to like see what's what out other there. people yeah. are out there because yeah. There are a bunch of other people that pop up once you... I was like, oh, this is interesting. You know, so I've done that. And every time I swipe right and it's a match, I'm like, well, now it's time to say hello. And I do. I never... not Like, I never, like, leave it. Cool. Because I'm like, well, we both swipe each other. You're active. You're trying. I appreciate that. I'm active. This This has been something new because before I used to, like, put it off and I'm like, ugh, woe is me. Like, I hate these things. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, okay, we're going to commit to this and we're just going to... We're going to do it. We're going to be out here. I like it. And we're going to do it. So I think you should put your age range. Okay. Hear me out. Okay. As 25. Okay. We're going low. Okay. To 43. Okay. 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 Generally believe 10 years in either direction is good. Mm-hmm. Going a little bit less in the younger. But I actually don't think a younger guy would be bad for you. Especially because they're a little more playful. They're not going to be like... I'm ready for a relationship right away. You might need just a couple fun experiences, fun dates, someone with a lot of energy, someone yes. who's going to do something fun with you, someone who's going to do activities, not someone who's like, so, have you been married before? You know, like, oh I think 43 and keep it there because there's also young, sold, older people. Oh, yeah. So we should, I think, just make it as wide as possible. Okay. One thing I talked about, with a, uh, my older friend on the last episode, she said when she was to online date, and she's married now, she would put locations 
very far away, like not even <laughs> in California, uh-huh. just because like to have the fun experience of talking to someone different, it's a different market, you never know who you could meet and all of a sudden it's a long distance love. If you're getting emails every day that just light up your day, who cares? You might never meet them. Mm-hmm. But I think for you, I want to start cracking it open a little bit. You already have a job that you clock into that you hate. Yes. So you might as well make this a little more fun. This should be the relaxed time. This should be the downtime. I hear what you're saying about nighttime. I'm a big fan of swiping when you come home from work, you come home from your day, you have a glass of wine, you sit on the couch, and rather than clocking in, it's like now I get to like relax at this bar in my own home and see who's here, who's at the bar, like who's who's at my neighborhood bar, you know what I mean? (laughs) Rather than I'm clocking in, that's why I would say like maybe... Despite what I said about narrowing down the apps, if you wanted to keep three, I think it's think it's Hinge that lets you say anywhere you want, but there are other ones too, maybe OkCupid or something where you can put a far, far away location just to see who's out there. Yeah. You know, and if they're like, what are you doing? Be like, nope, just exploring. Like, <laughs> just seeing what's out there. I think you have a curious mind. I think you could make some really interesting connections, might be funny, might be amusing, but I think we want to start by making it more fun for you and just having more interaction. And if you're kind of like tired of this, these guys here in LA who don't respond or whatever, first of all, I would say you should be swiping right like 70% of the time. So just look a little bit less, like just... Do a little bit less investigating. Just swipe, 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 swipe. Like the men do. Yes, 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 yes. I've seen men do that. Like just right, 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 right. Men do 100%. I want you to do it because you don't know who didn't take a good picture, didn't write a cute profile, doesn't know anything about dating. And those are actually probably the guys you want to date. Not the one who's like super suave and good at this. Yeah, I've thought about that when people have nothing in it. And I was like, well, what are we... They probably don't have a good girlfriend to help them out, you know? And they're just... so. I think open that up, open up the age range, put one of your apps far away. Have you ever tried like OkCupid or Match or any of those kind I've of I've had more... OkCupid, but I, I did not, I didn't like it okay. on the phone. That one, yeah, it's a little yeah, intense. it's a little intense. Yeah. Like there's all sorts of people just flying in your inbox and you're yeah. like, um. um. But I always kind of liked that because I could just like go through them and just like talk to all of them. Again, like I kind of want this to be more of a spaghetti at the wall technique for you, at least for right now, Mm -hmm. because I think we want to get you having more exchanges and going on dates. So that means letting more people through that initial filter. Mm -hmm. And then once you go on the date, you can decide how you feel. Yeah. I think I like a lot of your openers. Like they're very positive and thoughtful. I think they could be a little less thoughtful. Like I think you could just be like, I like the handsome smile throw in an exclamation point, be a little playful and just go through a hundred guys saying, I love your smile. I love your smile. I love your <laughs> smile. Great smile. Handsome smile. Like yeah. every single person. Cause there's also, there's like, it's hard to explain, but there's like a sense of men need to feel a little bit like you don't care. Okay. So if you're too earnest and like considered and thought out, for whatever reason, before they've met you, so they don't know to be in love with you, it freaks them out. And they're like, I don't know. (laughs) So, and it's not the best thing, but I'm not going to use it to judge that particular guy. Nobody likes dating apps. At this point, everyone is like, get me off of this thing. I'm scared. This person probably doesn't look like what they look like, like whatever. So you just be fun, upbeat, silly, and don't care. Okay. Throw it away. Throw the pressure away. Just throw it. 
pick one line that you like, say it to every single person. Don't look at their profile. Don't overthink. It's not your job to ask like really thoughtful follow-up questions. Just be like, hey, da-da-da-da-da. One exchange, two exchange. So when are we getting a drink? Yeah. Right up. That's it. (laughs) And if they're like, here's my phone number, text me. Be like, why don't we just pick a place to get a drink? I don't need to text you. What are we? I don't need to go from like chatting to texting to calling to chatting to this to Facebook. Now we're Instagram friends like blah, blah, blah. Too many things. Just get to the date. You don't have time. You're a busy woman. And I think you just need to start having fun. And I have a feeling that some of this now starting to share a bit more of your truth and understanding that like people want to hear this. They want you to be human. This is a gift to them. will also start to make you maybe be able to be a little more carefree in this whole experience because it's not like, oh God, because I feel like there's probably a part of you too before that was like, yeah, sure. I want to get to a date, but then I'm going to have to tell them I'm a virgin. I'm right. going to have to tell them I have lupus. You know what? I'll just stay home. Right. I'm just going to stay it's, home. The, it's the easier, it's always the easier options. You're yeah. Like, well, if I don't go out. Then yeah. I don't, I don't know. tell anyone anything. Yeah. Everyone here knows everything already, you know? <laughs> but I think it's, it's, so it's taking some of that off and being like, ooh, can't wait to tell them. This is going to be fun. This is going to be an interesting yeah, time. Yeah, we're going to we find are. out what's going on. You know, and also those things probably aren't going to come up till yeah. third or fourth date. So first date is just, do I enjoy spending time with this person? It's not even, do I see them as my future husband? Could I date them? It's literally like, who is this interesting person? You're an actress. You want to learn about the human experience. You're not going to learn about it sitting on your couch. You got to go out and meet different people and like have a weird conversation with a weirdo. And they'll be like, that was interesting. Never need to do it again. (laughs) But like you do have a sense of humor and you could really start to have fun with it. And I think before we even get to like, how do you get into a relationship? How do you go from three dates to four dates or whatever it is? It has to just be more experiences. And that will take care of a large part because obviously the more people you go on dates with, the better chance of like meeting someone that you actually click with. Yeah. And I think that's the other thing to keep in mind is it's not about getting them to like you or finding someone who likes you or wants to date you. It's just as much about you finding someone you like that you want to date and putting yourself in the driver's seat and giving yourself the power. And then it's also like, You may not know for a few dates. So it's really just about learning about another person, you know, because you're not going to know that valuable stuff until a little bit later. A couple dates in, yeah. And you just need to go have the experiences. Do you ever, because I know, so you work in a public environment where you deal with the public frequently. Yes. Do you ever meet people in real life? Listen, I'll be flirting with these customers. Yeah, you better. What are we doing? I, (laughs) I think like in the past... Because I, I've reached a point at the job where I, my level of care is like, where is it? Yeah, right? not there. So I do the job, do what I'm supposed to be doing. However, if I am helping a customer who is cute, like, you know, you kind of just mm. notice right off the bat, I'm instantly talking to this person like we know each other. Good. And it's, it feels like I know I'm at work, but right. there's an air of like comfortability right. that I'm experiencing. We're giggling. We're talking. This is true. I might have touched someone's arm last week. Oh my God. Who's an actor. Hello. We're not, he we shall remain yeah. nameless. Okay. But um, I was like, well, we're here. There's nothing. And I think I put it in my mind. I have no expectation from this interaction. Right. So I'm just going to be here and in the moment and we can giggle and laugh. Like we're talking about computers. Yeah. But so what? Like. 
So like, what are you working on? Like, well, you know, just having a conversation, just getting some what I call practice. But it's like, I know I have to talk to you right. in this situation, right. but I'm going to make this conversation lighter and not so let's like, pop yeah, by the books as robots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm like, well, this is a little practice. And So I think you're exhibiting that you clearly have the skills for this. So what happened is you hated this job. You were clocking in. Then you decided you didn't care anymore. You still have to show up yes. and do the basics. But now you're having fun with it and you're relaxed. Mm-hmm. So this is exactly what you need to do with your dating job, <laughs> with your clocking in on the apps. Like, what if you just didn't care? What if you had to be here anyway? Right. And you might as well have fun and you're giggling and laughing and you don't have to go by the books. You don't have to be like, hello, sir. How was your day? What are you doing? <laughs> Tell me a little bit about yourself. What's your sign? Like, you can have fun. Be giggly. I know you have that in you. Yeah. Whereas like these openers and responses are very considered, very thoughtful, very like, I'm an adult. Please take me seriously. (laughs) You're not. We should let go of that. That's why like maybe you got with a younger guy because you are playful and you are fun and you are silly and you have a good time with people and you know how to be flirty and charming and relaxed. And there's something about this where you're still in your mind clocking in and having to do a good job at your job. I think you should clock in and not care about your job. Okay. You know, like you clocked in for your job and then you walked down the street to the bar. And here I am. You're like, here I am, still getting paid. I'm on the clock over there, but I'm here. <laughs> I'm here right just now. meeting a person. I'm here, might as well have an interesting interaction. And then I think when you get to the dates, to channel that same part of you. Because I think we go on these dates and we just get into like serious date mode. Right. And we're like, what does your future look like? What do you? Where do you see yourself <laughs> in the next five years? Proper. Like, yeah. <laughs> and I think it's got to be more like, hey. I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> Not going to sell you a computer today. Let's talk about something else. Let's talk about things. And yeah. similarly, it's kind of like the energy when you're at that job is, but I, I still want this person to have a good time and think that I am friends with them. So I think it's a similar thing when you're going on dates. Similarly to how I was like, don't worry about getting them to like you. I think it's more about, in this case, your nurturing is actually a great quality because what what I tell people a lot who are going on dates and they're like, I don't know why it's just not flirty. It's not fun. Make your mission to make them think that you have a crush on them. Okay. Understand that they are way more nervous than you are. They're expecting to be shot down. They already think you hate them. So go in to be like, I don't hate you. You can be comfortable. You can relax with me. And make them and touch their arm and touch their leg and be flirtatious. Sit next to them, not across from them. Like put out that energy of like, I'm putting you at ease, which for the first date is fine. Now that said, let them have to work the conversation a little bit. Like don't feel like it's up to you to like keep it fun and interesting. More put them at ease, um physically and like you like them and then let them ask the questions and run the conversation and feel like oh, okay like like I'm in charge here because it's like there's it's a dance of how much you want to be helping out on a date mm-hmm. you want to make them think you're into them yeah but you also want to make them think they're kind of like running the date okay so like if there's a silence you can smile play with your hair lean in giggle drink your drink and wait for them to ask a question. Because if you're like, okay, make sure there's no silence, da, 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 they feel like they're not needed. Yeah. So it's like a letting them feel needed, but then also letting them know that you like them and you're here to enjoy them and enjoy the experience. That'll be not a challenge, but I am a talker. So I I do learn to uh, live in the spaces trying mm-hmm. to do that mm-hmm. where it's like, 
it doesn't have we don't have to talk frequently right. you know because you're a talker when you're on with your friendships with yeah. acting with work in this situation we're trying to get you to be a little more of the seductress so those spaces can be very sensual yes. and you can let them feel it because that's also when a guy will kind of feel like, oh, I did something good. I did something right. <laughs> yeah. And then they're like, oh, she likes me. And the more they think you like them and they're doing something right, the more confident they're going to be. And the more confident they are, the more you're going to be attracted to them. Because you're not going to be attracted when they're like a nervous mess who thinks they're messing everything up. Right. You're like, oh, boy. You're like, when can I go home? This is painful. Wow. That's why I would encourage you to take care of them and thinking that... You like them and you're here for this. Yeah. But don't take care of them in terms of like running the conversation and all that. Okay. But if there is something you need, like I'm cold, I need another drink, I want this, I want that, tell them so they have to take care of it. That's your first test for letting people take care of you. Also, you never offer to pay, right? No. Okay, good. Don't even go for your wallet. Yeah, I've done that in the past. Like, this past, when like the bill will come, it always, it's always like really awkward, and I don't know why. Like, I know people go out on dates all the time and first dates, and like the guy pays, and I'm always like, when the check comes, I'm like, do you? No, I know, I know. <laughs> you just let them. Just know it's extremely attractive when they get to take care of someone else. Okay. And if they can't handle paying for your twelve dollar drink or whatever, they can't handle you. Hello. Sorry. Sorry about it. Sorry, I'm not sorry. I'm really not. So just don't, don't go for it. Your job is to make them feel like you're into it and to let them, you can ask some questions because you are a talker and you like to put people at ease and to get the ball rolling. But once the ball is rolling, you can be like, okay, your turn. What do you want to know? Right. Mm -hmm. Here I am. Here I am. I think in the past, I've always felt like, not that I friend zoned it myself, but yeah, I'm, I'm a talker where to the point, like I can meet someone new and talk to that person like we've, you know, we've kind of known each other. Especially mm-hmm. if it's like friends of friends. Sure. I'm like, oh, like I can have a conversation with someone and be okay. But then I'm like, when is it a point where you're interested in that person, but you don't want to, you don't want to friend yourself immediately? Because I right. feel like maybe I have done that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, oh my gosh, she's so cool. She's like one of the, no, do not no, say I'm no, one of the no, guys. No. Don't do that. Please don't do that. <laughs> Definitely not. You're but not. But I'm trying to figure like, what is the the balance but you said like you know showing it with you know body language but also I think that is the like oh Nikki is so cool she's such a good friend part of that comes from you constantly taking care of everyone Mm -hmm. and not letting anyone take care of you so that's where like even though it's a subtle thing with the conversation it's okay in the beginning for you to be like I'll keep this going I'll make everyone comfortable but at a certain point it's not your job anymore. And that's the part where if you're just keeping it going in the way that Nakia does with her friends, with people she knows, you're putting out friend vibes. Yeah. So you want to sit on that a little and be like, let them do something. Mm-hmm. Let them work on it. Let them figure out what to ask me next. I'm just going to sit here comfortable. Because part of what also incites like sexual attraction in people is feeling like they have to earn something a little bit. So if you're making it very, very easy by just being like, cool, cool, keeping the conversation going, they're like, that girl doesn't need me. She's like on her own train (laughs) of successful happy land, you Uh know? And it's like to let a little bit of space where they can be like, oh, I did it. I did something. She needed me to do it. And I did it. And it's this confidence boost. Okay. And giving someone that confidence boost is makes them attracted to you, basically. If you're the person who made them feel good, they want to feel that way more often. The other thing that you know, is, is kind of true of men and dating is what makes them ask for a second date is 
the feeling that eventually you will sleep with them. If there's not that tension there, like if it just feels like you think of them as a friend, they're not going to ask you out again. There has to be like, oh, she was into me. So I want you to make that kind of like a task for yourself, even if you're not feeling it. Even if you get there and you're like, no, I want you to be like, I'm still going to make them think that I would potentially sleep with them at some point just to see if I can do it. Okay. Just to see if I can like hook them enough. And then that's your only task. And you might be surprised because once you start making them feel that way, like I said, they might get more confident, which will then make you more attracted to them. And they'll be like, oh, I thought I I didn't didn't see this when I sat down. Wow. Yeah. But that can only happen if one of the people, and it's usually the woman because men are terrified, starts flirting, (laughs) you know, and is like, "I'm I'm here to be romantically interested in you. I'm not here to make a new friend or be on a job interview. Now, if they turn to a friend, that's great. Right. Nothing is a waste of time. But your job is to make them feel like potentially one day Nikia would sleep with me. Okay. That's your job. Give off that energy. Give off that energy. Pretend they're a customer at your job and you have absolutely nothing to lose. Nothing. Nothing. You got it. Do you have other questions for me? Um, Thoughts? Was this helpful? Yeah, this is helpful. It definitely feels like a, a relief. Good. Which is good. I think if you find yourself with the dating, I think it's... Being playful. I think it's like whatever feels old and tired to you, stop doing it. Okay. Whatever feels new and fresh or like what can I do to fuck it up, do that. So if it's like a day where you want your opener to be like, I just ate a big bowl of spaghetti. (laughs) Do it. Just copy and paste to everybody. Everybody. Because someone is going to be like, this girl's weird. I like it. <laughs> this is strange. Let me respond. Let me respond. It's never going to be the thing where you're like, this is the perfect thing for me to say and do. Mm-hmm. Like, just start being silly with it. Okay. Can I see your profile? Oh, yeah, sure. Which one? Which app? Um, they're, they're all very similar. Obviously, whichever one you feel is most representative. Uh, I had asked a friend. Um, we are just talking about it. She was like, Samir, I want to see your profiles. And I was like, Okay, girl. Um, so I sent it to her. And she was like, Mm-mm, take this picture off. Put this picture instead. Oh, Good. I like this picture. Um, so. Oh, well, this is a pretty picture. Thank you. Okay. You have ideal first date. One that doesn't feel like we're both being interviewed for a job. No pressure. Let's just get to know each other. You're starting with a negative. Okay. You're saying, <laughs> well, I don't know what my ideal first date is, but it's definitely not this. Okay. So I think it should be more like, a big bowl of spaghetti and meatballs and finding out what your favorite, um, you know, uh, 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 your favorite, your favorite soap is or okay, something. something. You know, it's like yeah. specific, random, silly and playful. Okay. It should be something to make this, make someone go like, who is this weirdo? Like, I want to <laughs> talk to this person. Let me just. She is interesting. She is different. Everyone is like, yeah, I want to go on a date that doesn't suck. Yeah. It's like, cool. Way to put out there some positive energy right right away. (laughs) Similarly, I don't want any like, this is what I want in a guy. This is what I don't want in a guy. Like, don't worry about that. We're finding out about you and you're putting in specific details to make a person want to find out more about this. Gotcha. That makes sense. Because there are some guys who have profiles that I read and I'm just like, I think one guy said the other day, his profile was like, um, do not message me if you don't intend to split the first two dates. Ew. And I was like, what? Okay, well, we're glad what he put that mean? because we needed to know that about him so we will never go on a date with him. Okay, you'll know I like you if 
I wait to watch the next episode of a show we've been binge watching together. That's cute. I like that. Keep Someone going. responded on that one, and then I responded back, and then he died. That's okay. He didn't die. He's Listen, gone. this is also another thing I want you to do. Okay. When you respond or something, and then they respond, and then nothing, open it back up. Okay. Be playful. Be like, hello? You busy oh, watching that yeah. show? What's happening? Like, so what did we do? Did I say something? <laughs> right. Like, be silly, be fun. Okay. But call it out. Sometimes they just need a little bit of nagging. Because these apps, like, they're not real. Okay. So people just pick them up and drop them every five minutes. So you have to sometimes be like, hello, I'm a real person. Because a lot of times they're going to assume she's going to disappear after one exchange. So okay. why would I waste my time? I've thought about that. I'm like, well, if they didn't respond, do I respond? Yeah, yeah. you should. Okay. And be playful because at that point you have nothing to lose. These pictures are adorable except for the sunglasses one. Okay. Actually, I don't yeah. mind it because it shows your body a little. But usually sunglasses I'm against because they just kind of hide your face. That's and why you I have try two to put, sunglasses. I try ones. to put with like my face up close three without. sunglasses. Okay, maybe I can take you got to take two of them down, so pick. I think we don't need this guy. It's cool with the pyramids, but, like, no. Okay. Um, I like her. We like her. And I like her bathing suit, so. <laughs> Maybe you can keep two, but. Also, I feel like as much as I like your opening picture being your pretty, pretty headshot. Uh-huh. I actually kind of like that one. Bottom that one. feels like more your personality. Okay. This more cash scarf girl. Or hat pose girl. You know. Little body body shot. I try to show like a, because I try to look at like how guys profiles are. They'll have like up here and only, up here and only. I'm like, well, let me, let me put my, like how I actually yeah. look. You Headshot know? one can come later though. Because that just says like, I'm an actress and this, you know, like you want something a little more casual, a little more like in an environment. This is how I look when I show up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. So. They mostly look good. I want you to go back through and tweak to have those specifics, funny, simple, calling someone's name, not like, I don't want our date to be like this. Um, and then change some of those pictures a little bit. You can send things to me if you want me to look too. Are we looking this at another the, one? This is coffee meets bagel. So it's the same thing. Different but they picture let you... up top. I also just don't really think that's what you look like. They add more. She's cute. She's cute. I'm a New Yorker who moved to L.A. in pursuit of a dream. I'm an actor. I'm still on this journey and looking to meet someone along the way. Boring. Boop, boop. Okay. Sorry. Right. Sorry. Nope. It's just like so boring. Okay. You can be more like, I am like something funny about what you like to eat and a lover of this TV show. Or, you know, I am someone who does this on the weekends and this and like silly, funny, specific Something that's foods, drinks, specific TV shows, movies, music, activities that you do. I'm a traveler. I am someone who waits for the best deal on Google flights and then I book it before I have a chance to check my bank account. <laughs> like that. Something like that. I like when you can plan a date, when you listen and can be honest about how you feel. Nope. Nope. Okay. I like fish tacos and you know do you hear yes. what I'm saying like yeah. stop describing them to them because they just hear like this woman is going to be disappointed in me I'm not good enough for her okay and they've all heard we all hear yes we want someone proactive and honest and straightforward and loyal and funny and charming and cute and tall and da, 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 da. just talk about you talk about myself yeah okay. or or it can be something like we'll be friends if you put hot sauce on your eggs or whatever you know I, I'm always using food references because yes, I love food I, I, <laughs> but like mine was always like you know I like Malbec I'm cuddly and affectionate mm -hmm. 
I'm an optimist. Da, da, da. Like basically just like I'm charming and here's some specific this things you can you talk about. This is why you should swipe on me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I gotcha. And, and it also gives them like a hook. So they're like, okay, talk about this. Yeah. Instead of like, how do I, I don't tell know her that it. I'm nice? Like, I don't know. I appreciate when my date is not on their phone as we talk. Okay. We can geek out on TV and film. You enjoy 90s R&B and hip hop. You can make me laugh. This is a laundry list of requests. No one can make you laugh until you've known them for a while. Most people are not going to make you hysterically laugh on your first date. Laughing together is something that comes out of shared experiences. You build a sense of humor together. It's not like, well, I just went on a date with this great comedian. Like, nobody (laughs) wants that. So... (laughs) And is not on their phone as we talk. Like, when you say what you don't want, you're saying, this is what I expect. Okay. This is what I'm These thinking you're going to These are my guidelines. Yeah. Right. Okay. And so, don't do it. I appreciate when my date, I don't mind, can geek out on TV and film, but then you should be specific about what TV what? and what okay. film. Uh, or, I appreciate when my date enjoys 90s R&B and hip hop. And then something else more interesting. Like, keep it specific. Keep it interesting. Keep it silly, fun, light. Should be about things you like, things they can talk to you about. Should not be describing them in traits of a person. Like, this is what I don't like, so don't do this. Those are traits of a relationship, not a person. You will build a relationship with a person, and then those positive traits will come out of it from the bond you have together. Okay. Great. And that should do it. These pictures look great. Well... Sunglasses lady again, headshot lady again. Don't really know what this accomplishes. Not much. Into the bathing suit, love the jeans, love her. She's adorable. (laughs) She also looks very friendly and welcoming, which I like. So she could be one of the first or she could be one of the first. Okay. You can send these to me for review. I will. Should you choose to. I will. I'm excited for you. Your first assignment is to just take the reins off. Start having fun. Start being silly. Start saying whatever crosses your mind. Do whatever you can to make it fun for yourself. Okay. And know that, like, you have to go on dates in order to meet someone. So that's just, like, something, oh, we were talking about in real life. I think, so obviously, like, you have to be a little careful when you're at your job. Mm -hmm. But you've probably heard me say this before. You should have your phone number written on a slip of paper in your pocket at all times. So you can just slide it So you can just hand it out wherever you go, left, right, and center. I want you to give yourself the assignment of one time a week. You're going to give your number to someone. You can do it on your way out. You can do it to your waiter at a restaurant, bartender, Someone at a movie, a bar, whatever it is. Hey, like, I'd love to get a drink sometime. Let me know. Here's my number. Walk away. Walk away. <laughs> okay. You don't have to deal. You don't have to have a conversation. I'd be like, I did it. Okay. Did it. Fine, bye, 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 bye. Run. <laughs> and then they'll be like, wow, that girl was so ballsy. I'm totally going to text her. Or they won't. And who cares? You'll never see them again. Okay. Yeah. You got to start putting yourself out there. And you got to start having fun with it. The same way that you do with your customers who you don't care about anymore. This is the same thing. Just have fun. You're here anyway. You might as well. Might as well. Okay. Great. Challenge. Thank you for sharing your truth. Thank you for having me. Please let me know how it's going. I'm here for you. Okay. And don't worry about, like, those things are going to be gifts when the person earns them. Mm -hmm. And then it's not going to be a big deal. And if it is, next. Like, sorry if you can't handle it. That's who I am. And start, you know, if, if it comes up in conversation with friends, let it out. Let it out. Let the air out. Let it out. Let it out. It's going to feel great. I feel great. I feel great. (laughs) Nikia Renee on Instagram, people, please check her out. She's adorable. Her stories are hilarious. Um, N-E-K-I-A-R-E-N-E-E. Nikia Renee. Yes. Um, So happy you joined me today. I'm glad. You gave me a safe space to feel. I'm so glad. Okay. And now I'm going to give you an unsafe space to go 
get on some dates. Okay. It's still safe. But I mean, like, fuck it up a little. You know what I mean? Like, have a glass of wine. Don't worry about doing it at the right time of day. And if they don't respond to you after you respond to them, be like, is this thing on? Hello? Hello? (laughs) Hello? I think you may have missed my message before. I know you don't want to miss out on this flash sale. Flash sale, everybody. Jeans are half off. Just kidding. You have to earn that. Okay? Whatever it is. You're funny. You're smart. You're charming. Throw your silly doesn't care self at them and see if they can take it. All right. Will do. Send me some sample messages so I know you're doing it. I will. I'm going to hold you accountable. Hold me accountable. It'll make me do it. I'm be like your roommate that says sit down. Except I'm going to be like, get on that date. (laughs) Sit down on that date. Okay, great. Thank you so much. You're the best. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, Nakia. And we'll talk to you soon. Okay, bye. Just the tip, a dating tip. If you are on the apps and people are not responding to you, start changing up what you're saying. If it means being weird and silly, go for it. Say something that will catch their attention rather than something well thought out, polite, correct, and nice, which is boring and everyone is sick and bored of the apps. So be the fun person. Be the person at the bar with the good opener Not like a cheesy opener, but just something fun and silly that you're thinking in the moment. Doesn't even have to be about the other person. And then if they don't respond to you, probably only do this once. You don't have to be like crazy weird about it. But if they don't respond to you like what was happening to Nakia, just say, is this thing on? Oftentimes a person just needs one more nudge or they saw it and they were in the middle of working or they put their phone down or whatever it is. They're not necessarily snubbing you because they haven't even met you yet. So they can't be snubbing you. They might just need a little bit of a nudge and a little bit of like, I'm a real person who's really interested in talking to you. So go out on a limb, be the bold one, be the brave one, be a little silly, fuck it up a little and have fun. If you live in the Los Angeles area or are visiting, tomorrow night is my show, All My Single Friends, that I co-host and co-created for single people and their friends to come see comedy, drink free tequila, and meet each other. It's low stakes, low pressure. It is at the Copper Still on Beverly and Western at 8.30 p.m. You can buy tickets online, and it's a great time, and you can come meet me, and I'll coach you on stage if you want. So come to that tomorrow night, All My Single Friends. That's also on Instagram if you need to look it up. If you have questions for me, comments, concerns, feedback, want to be coached either on the podcast or privately, reach out to us, notyourtherapistpodcast at gmail.com. Message us on Instagram, notyourtherapistpodcast. Thank you to Nikki Renee for joining us today and being bold and being brave and not anonymous. Wow. And thank you to Melissa Gruen, social media producer, Christine Bartolucci, amazing editor, Josiah Thorngate. And thank you to all of you for listening, rating, reviewing, and making dating fun. Thank you.